Hello and welcome back to the Because of the Times podcast. And today I'm joined by local radio and northern music encyclopedia, Lee Hawthorne. How are you doing, Lee? You all right? I'm doing very well, especially for being called an encyclopedia. That's a big compliment. <laughs> well, I, I thought that's the best way to go about it. Um, so how does it feel to be on the other end of the interviews for a change as well? You know, I always really enjoy it. And it was something that at the start of the year, I said that I wanted to do more podcasts and stuff because I've been like doing media related things for eight, nine years now and have only done probably a handful of interviews. And actually, you know, I have quite a lot to say about things and whatnot, but very rarely get to say them. And it's like, it's, <laughs> so, it's, so it's quite nice <laughs> in a way. Yeah, I really enjoy it. So thank you for having us. Oh, well, no, it's absolutely fine. So just to, uh, just to get started, how did you fall into the wonderful world of music and more specifically your role at the BBC? Yeah, so this is kind of a long story. I'll try to make it as short as possible. But essentially, all of my career has been an accident. But it centres around the fact that I love music and that is like the bones of it is that ever since I can remember, I've loved music and not necessarily ever playing it as such. I did try to do guitar lessons and stuff at school, but just never really worked out and all that sort of thing. But I just love listening to music. It's what I like for mental health reasons, for just everything, every part of my life. I listen to music. You'll never see me walking around anywhere without a pair of headphones. I just love music like all the time. So then as far as like getting into a career and specifically the BBC, I started out blogging originally. So I would like write reviews and things of music. And when that started, uh, it was again, like a mental health thing where I was like really like low point in like depression and all that sort of thing. And writing about music was like the one that kind of kept us distracted more than anything. So I did that. And then whenever I got to uni, I loved the student radio station. I listened to the hip hop show on a Monday night, uh, which Greg and Potter did and then Young Skeptic did. And then eventually from the stuff that I've done with blogging and whatnot, I kind of met Young Skeptic and we did, uh, I got an interview on his show. So one of the very few interviews I've done in my career. And then within a couple of weeks, I ended up being producer of that show. And then after a few months, Young Skeptic left and someone needed to present the hip hop show. And I never, ever wanted to do that. But because it was either the hip hop show was going to completely go or I had to do it, I kind of felt like I had to do it because again, loving the music so much, I, like I wanted the Northeast hip hop scene, which I've been really passionate about in recent years, especially to like have that representation. So it's kind of accidentally kind of fell into all these roles. And then again, through that kind of, you know, passion for music and wanting to have hip hop scene represented, I emailed Nick Roberts, who presents in recent in the Northeast, when there was a festival happening uh, at the Sage Gatehead um, called The Bridge. It only ran for two years and hopefully it'll come back after kind of COVID and whatnot and everything's allowed. But the first year it ran, I was like, I, I would love to do like a package for you and kind of preview it and all that sort of thing, get people kind of represented on interest in the Northeast. So then kind of did that for two years. And then after the second year, the opportunity came up where I think it was like the week after the package aired, um, there was the Great Exhibition of the North, which was a six music and interest festival happened at the Sage. Tom Robinson came up, Nick Roberts, like, and Tom Robinson kind of co-presented like uh, co-hosted the stage and turned out that Nick wanted us to kind of do interviews and stuff so when I came along I just thought oh, I'd be taking photos and stuff like that no I ended interviewing Sam Fender and all these other like great artists from the Northern introducing shows sharing a dressing room with Tom Robinson and stuff and then a couple months later an interview came up well the job came up to be a team assistant at introducing the Northeast and thankfully got it so that's kind of where I started there yeah it's quite a whirlwind then, really, isn't it? Going from almost stepping into being that saviour 
for the hit for that show that you lo- that you loved. You didn't want that show to go, and then you've ended up almost with a dream job. Essentially, I think I think it's a good way to put it. Um, yeah. So as you've as you've mentioned, you've a very big advocate of music that is produced in the north. So on that note, what was your first kind of small scale or local venue gig? Um, you know, I don't entirely know. It would have been a Lisbon gig. Uh, so I don't know if you know who Lisbon are because they've kind of disappeared these days and I'm really sad about it. Okay. Um, they were a band in 20, I was in college. So maybe it's 2013 that kind of were getting quite big. They did like some of the big festivals. They got played by like Fame Cotton on Radio 1 and all this sort of thing. And they're from Whitley Bay, which is kind of, you know, 10 minutes away from where I am. And so like some of my mates knew them and whatnot sort of thing. And so I got invited to the gigs and went along and proper like fell in love with their music. And so I think I'd have guessed probably my first gig would have been one of theirs and maybe it's in Think Tank or the Clooney. I was going to say, actually, if you could, if maybe you couldn't remember exactly what the gig was, if you could at least remember the venue, but that's the Clooney and Think Tank. I've, ne- I've never actually been to Think Tank. I have been to the Clooney. I've not, I've not been to Think Tank before. I do need to get myself there because a lot of people seem to quite enjoy it. So you are uh, an openly gay man within the music industry. Have you ever encountered any issues or is everyone around you or that, or that you've involved yourself with been supportive? Uh, yeah, there's there's been some issues, to be honest. And they're very rarely kind of personal, though. It's it's often things that you hear slurs kind of around you more than anything, especially, you know, it's it's bad in a way and I've always kind of shied away from talking about it a bit because being from the hip-hop scene and the negative stereotypes that are often around that and actually there's been a lot of love but actually I have found at the gig the experience that I have had are from the hip-hop scene even though that's where I built my name and my career through even things like there was a freestyle that went around kind of just before I came out and it like really like sent us down a bad kind of path to be honest when someone was like pretend like it was kind of a parody rap but someone put my name next to a gay slur and it was like wow like that really made it hard to come out and then even after I came out there's been like things at gigs where there's been like small crowds there's only been about 10 to 20 of them in the crowd so someone would have the person who said this would have known I was there kind of thing and called somebody a puff in front of us and there's been like a few kind of experiences like that be honest I've never ever had it directly to me but they've definitely been in front of me kind of thing so I guess it's kind of it's hard to say but it's definitely things that have affected us, I guess, yeah. It's a bit odd the way you've kind of described that because obviously even though they are not being directed towards you, it's that awareness, you know you know what's happening, you, you can almost feel the tension if, if you'd like and that is going to have a negative effect on you. So do you think when that happens, do you then feel uncomfortable in that setting that you're in? Yeah, and it's a really odd one because, I mean, I came out, when did I come out? Two years ago and... For the five years before that, I'd been a part of the hip hop scene. Um, as particular, like I've, as much as I'm part of the northeast music scene, the hip hop scene is where like kind of most people know me from, especially in those kind of five years. So these are people who I like know like really well and all that sort of thing. Are probably as far as like the music scenes go in the northeast, the different ones. If I was to go to a hip hop gig, I know everybody that's in that room kind of thing more often than not. So it was a really odd experience to because there's definitely things that happened before I came out and maybe didn't pick up on as much but it was once I'd come out and like really became like hyper aware I guess of you know certain words being used and all that sort of thing and yeah it, it has made us feel uncomfortable quite a lot to be honest and what makes us feel more uncomfortable is that I always don't know whether to address it or not and I say and, and actually those 
examples which I've mentioned so far, I, I haven't. There's been one more recently, which I did, and thankfully the person who was on the other end was kind of very good about it and kind of apologised and all that sort of thing. But that's kind of, it, it's always made me a bit uneasy because the hip-hop scene is where I was always most confident and, like, it's who I am is, like, part of the hip-hop scene. So that when those those things happen, it does make us question, like, am I still welcome in those spaces? Which is mental because I know that I am, but it's, like, just those small things that make it a little bit of a question in my mind. So what what do you think, from your perspective, would be an answer in terms of making you and probably many other people, not just in the northeast but more nationally, feel comfortable in those kind of spaces, maybe when those situations occur? Well, that's the funny thing, is that I know I'm not the only queer person in the northeast music scene, certainly, but even not in the hip-hop scene. That, But I think I'm the only one that's fully out as gay. So it's kind of, it's always interesting to me that it, it's kind of fallen on me now recently that to be the spokesperson kind of thing, even though I know there's more people around the kind of thing. And I think just the, the whole thing for me is education. And it's about how certain words, no matter how you say them and whether it's like a funny lyric or whether it's just an offhand comment, is never that to the person that it affects. And I think because the people that I've mentioned, like, and I haven't mentioned names for a reason, it's because I know they're good people and I know them all as like, for the most part kind of left-leaning liberal and like very kind of their the allies really but just some of their word choices don't always reflect that and I think it's a case of just that education thing and a bit of patience on our part as well as far as like I say I like I don't necessarily hold a grudge because I know that that's not what they meant but it is kind of on their part to kind of maybe educate themselves and cut certain behaviors out even if you know that they're not intentional it's not always the intention that hurts somebody. It's actually the, just the effect that... Because words do have meanings. And in music, everybody should know that and understand that. And I think that's it. I think it's just education and kind of awareness of what things actually affect people. Yeah, so it's all about those kind of microaggressions that mm. um, that, can, that can occur, no matter how close someone is to you. You may not... Maybe not maybe not even in the moment. It might not affect you in the moment, but you might go home and then kind of think things through a bit more and then it eats away at you and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I completely understand uh, where you're coming from there. So do you feel there's enough uh, LGBTQ plus representation within the North, in the music scene specifically? You know what? In a way, I do, actually. Um, and it's it's brought us quite a lot of comfort recently in that, as much as obviously I've spoken a lot about the hip-hop scene there, and there's maybe not so much there, but there are a couple of examples of, and to be fair, it's mostly women. So maybe there's not enough male representation when it comes to the LGBTQ plus. But for, for women at the minute, I've realised, and especially like waiting and introducing and stuff, a lot of the women that and just artists that we support and are really smashing at the minute do seem to be part of LGBTQ plus community. And that's actually really heartwarming to see people like Martha Hill and Milos Me like really kind of thrive in their respective arts. And it's actually like really nice to see. So... In a way, actually, I think the representation is really good at the minute for the northern music scene that is queer. What steps do you think need to be taken to support young musicians, part of the LGBTQ plus community, who are maybe scared to express themselves and don't know where to turn and they want to kind of put themselves out there? I think a lot of it is just representation and it's quite a hard thing to do to be the first whatever to do whatever kind of thing. But... For me, there's something that I've heard quite a lot recently about if you can't see it, you can't achieve it and all that sort of thing. So I think for a lot of queer artists and whatever else, really, they just need to be able to see somebody in those situations and in those 
you know, magazines, on these radio shows, on these festival stages, all these sorts of things. We see all the things at the minute about all the major festivals in the UK not having enough women representation. It's similar, and that is a completely separate argument, and I don't want to like, kind of muddy that at all. But there's a similar thing for queer representation as well. And for that to happen, I think, would inspire a new generation of people because actually I see it firsthand that the more that I talk about queer things is the more I see queer people kind of talking to me and all that sort of thing. And that's quite nice, but it's a shame that it takes somebody to kind of be queer and be representing, representing the Northeast music scene to then kind of help other people do it. But apparently that's what works. So I think we just maybe need more of that. And I know there are some like great uh, organisations and platforms that already do that and strive to support the queer community in the Northeast, which is really good, but just maybe more of it. It is something as simple as having that conversation, isn't it? You know, if if you just, uh, you know, confiding in people close to you or, you know, even talking to like an industry professional, you know, like yourself, if somebody is out there, I'm sure, I mean, I'm not going to put anything, I don't want to put anything on you, but I mean, if somebody's listening to this and don't know where to turn, I'm sure your DMs would be open, to, you know, for somebody support and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Any yeah. local artists. Yeah. My DMs are always open, but are quite often busy. Um, <laughs> so what I will say is that, yes, me DMs are always open, but even if I don't reply that first time, whatever, like just send a second one. I'm one of them people that's never afraid to be bothered and all that sort of thing. So just message a few times if I don't reply the first time. But I, I definitely want to support anybody, to be honest. But yeah, queer people especially. Yeah. Finally, a bit more of a lighter note. Any music that you can't stop listening to at the minute that is just there in your head and you can't get rid of it. If you can, if you could maybe give us five songs, that would be fantastic. Ooh, you know what? I wasn't prepared for this particular question and I should always be prepared for this particular question. I know you won't. There's a reason I didn't tell you it before we started. (laughs) I I think um, the song and artist that come to mind straight away and is currently the top of the playlist that I've put out quite regularly uh, is Luke Royalty and I Do. We've already had that one. (laughs) I think think Ben picked that one when, when when I interviewed him. So... That, that's, I'm sure that's ben, interesting. ben has stolen my music taste so that's what's happening <laughs> so i've worked with ben for the last year and he's oh. went from just being strictly purely indie to now stealing the likes of luke royalty from us and in fact i'm sure the more artists that i mentioned he's probably mentioned them already as well um, <laughs> go, go, go on then if you can if you can give us maybe yeah four or five i think zella or another one they haven't released anything recently but Sleep Real Bad last year was my favourite song ever and was actually a song that really kind of helped me get through Pride Month and all that sort of thing. It's a real, like, queer banger, but in a way that, like, for me, I, I'm the only gay man in the world that hates ABBA. But um, <laughs> <laughs> when I go on nights out and all that, and ABBA comes on all the time and I hate it. But for me, I love, like, and it's, it's not like a... Um, it's not anything to do with sexuality or anything like that. I'm not like ashamed to be gay or anything like that. It's it's just for whatever reason Abba doesn't sit well with us. But what Sleep Real Bad does is it's kind of subtle in its uh sexuality and all that sort of thing. And I just love it for that. And also it's just a banger generally. So Zella Sleep Real Bad is definitely up there. Big Fat Big have just released their new single, Don't Wanna Be Sad, which is massive. I premiered it recently when I covered for Nick on Introducing. And it's just it feels massive and it's a song that like I really think has the power to like really change things for them and a little bit for the Northeast as well and has a, like could be like a new breakout song from the Northeast. So that's definitely one. Lizzie Esau is an artist who 
has released a few songs recently that have just blown me away. She's been around for like a few years and has uploaded a few demos in the past and whatnot. So I've played like a name a few times. But the last two or three singles have been like really, really great. I'm trying to remember the name of the most recent one. And it's What If I Leave or something along those lines. Great song anyway, even though I've kind of half forgotten the title there. But it's it's like, and she is like doing really great things. I'm trying to think of another couple. Dylan Cortage's new song is amazing. He's a bigger artist, but I think Anything Could Happen is his like best song yet. An artist from Red Call, uh, who's kind of doing big things in America and all that now. So it's like, it feels a little bit of a shame to not plug somebody younger, but like newer. But what he's, that, that song is like his best yet. And he's the nicest yeah. man in the music industry. So I think definitely that. And give us uh, one more. Trying to think. Let us just pull up my Spotify just to see what I've listened to. <laughs> really bad that drake is the first thing that comes up is, is this specifically from the northeast it doesn't have to be it can be absolutely anything right well in that case so because we're talking a lot about uh gay representation and lgbtq generally there's an artist called sean wire who i've discovered recently who has a song called older which is like really reflective of i think a lot of people's experiences being certainly as a gay man anyway I'm, i don't want to talk about the entire lgbtq uh, plus community but as I think for gay men, especially his kind of the song kind of talks about getting in relationships when you're too young, essentially, and then thinking about them when you're older and like thinking, I wish, like basically, that he wished that they'd met when they were older is like the main lyric in the chorus. And that song is just like really, really great. So I'll, I'll end on a non Northeast one, which is really out of character, but we'll go for that. Right. That's all superb then. Um, so yeah, uh, you can find Lee's picks and other um picks from people we've had previously on the podcast on a spotify playlist you'll find it on all the socials tonight it'll be a nice mixture once i get once all these come out because we're gonna have we're gonna have quite an eclectic mix i feel um but yeah uh lee thank you very much for coming on having a chat with us really appreciate it so yeah um make sure you like retweet share the podcast the articles and all that kind of good stuff so yeah thank you very much lee thank you for having us mate